Welcome to the Seth Farbman on podcast from startup to stock exchange. So good afternoon. Um, it is a huge privilege to have a, uh, a guest today, Vic Shvetsky, who is the CEO of the publicly traded company and fully reporting, I should add, uh, Quatrad, and the symbol is Q-U-R-T. Vic, thank you so much for joining me today. Very much appreciate it. Seth, thank you for having me. So as I like to jump right in, um, and I ask this question frequently because I'm fascinated by it. You know, when a company decides to, uh, to launch from a concept and turn it into a real corporation, you know, one of the first things that people focus on is the name. And some people put a lot of thought into it. Some people don't put any thought into it. Let me ask you this. Number one, how'd you come up with this name, Quatrat? And number two is if you could give us a high-level overview of, you know, what it is that you do. Sure, Seth. Uh, name. The foundation of the name is pretty simple. Um, the company was founded by four people, and because the name, uh, Qua, Qua, obviously, Quattro was already taken, um, they decided to change the name from Quattro to Quarta. Basically, you know, obviously, just flipping the, word, the letters around. As for the rad, it has to do with radiation. So uh, Quattro Rod, it just means, uh, actually, originally was Quattro, uh, I mean, Quattro Rod was originally Quattro Rod, uh, but uh, because of the Quattro already been trademarked, we switched it. I mean, it was switched to uh, Quattro. Okay. You, you see, I was not wrong. You know, whenever somebody picks <laughs> a name, there's some sort of strategy or play on words that usually comes into uh, into the equation. So I get that now. And then, obviously, FINRA decides which symbol you get, Q-U-R-T. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you had mentioned radiation. What is it that you guys do? Um, our company designs and manufactures handheld radiation detectors. Uh, in other words, a more scientific name for it would be, uh, obviously, Geiger counters. We base our technology on uh, something called uh, Geiger-Muller technology that, that has been around for the last hundred years and has been proven to be the most reliable and uh, easy to support technology and uh, this is the technology that uh, is being used in 60 to 70% of the whole market. In terms of the product itself, what makes this product unique? What sets you apart from some of the other similar types of products that are on the market in this category? That's a very good question. And this is where we really strive to differentiate ourselves from everybody else. First and foremost, our products are designed by people who have experience in this particular industry, that is in the nuclear industry. Most of our designers come uh, from a scientific background to where they were uh, either participating or they were designing products that are used in the nuclear industry uh, in some of the largest names uh, in, in the world. Um, our people probably is the first distinction that we have with everyone else because it, the products are designed by nuclear scientists. But second and another second thing is our differentiation from, body, from everybody else is the fact that when, where the majority of other people are focusing on radon industry, we are focusing on a non-radon industry as well. That is, we are focusing on X-rays, gamma rays, beta, and alpha. That is the market that is, uh, especially in, med in, medical in medical industry, is uh, very interested in. So, for example, in the hospitals, 
when you're having an x-ray, when you're having a chemotherapy, how do you measure the exposure that the patient gets from the procedure? And this is where, obviously, radon detector cannot be used. This is where our products come in. We provide people with a way to assess the exposure to different medical treatments. Very interesting. So it's funny. So when they, when they joke about it and they say, well, you don't have to be a nuclear scientist to run a public company, in your case, it sounds like you actually do. And it sounds like yes, uh, correct. You've, got, you've got the history to go with that. So um, that definitely helps us understand sort of how it started, where it's coming from, and what makes you unique in the industry. So I want to I focus on just on one comment that you said, which is pretty fascinating. You know, a lot of companies that go public, um, you know, some of them are very well established. Some of them are sort of startups um, who have an expectation of a product or an idea. You had mentioned you have had over 500,000 units sold. That's a very, very significant number. Um, and uh, it sounds like you guys have been in business for quite a while. When, when did you start this company? Well, uh, the American uh, company was started in 2011. 500,000 units is actually a very big number, and uh, the number is driven not only by public interest, but also by the events we have experienced over the last de de decade, including the Fukushima disaster. Uh, during that disaster, that was actually the trigger establishing Quartarod in the United States. We, at one point, became one of the biggest importers of barrier counters in Japan. Our units, we are hoping, obviously, that uh, our units are not going to be sold due to the unforeseen events, but more because of an interest in the product as well as uh, the demand and not uh, working. I have to interrupt. I have to give you credit because, you know, one of the things that I was really impressed about when I was speaking to some of the guys in your uh, business development team is that they said specifically how really they don't want to market the product in a way that is resulting from scaring people, right? In other words, you can always run out there and say the sky is falling and that would be a, um, a reason to run out and buy these types of products. But I was very impressed because, you know, your team basically said that's not the way you want to sell. You really want to sort of position the product, um, you know, as, as something that people need, they can benefit from it, and, and you kind of spell out the different areas with which, the Geiger counters can be utilized, but in a way that's not a soft sell, but, but not threatening. So I was extremely impressed by that. Um, let, me, let me take you to the other side in that we've been speaking about sort of the product itself and, and, and the use case for it. What, um, what made you want to go public? I mean, I think that anybody, at least for the companies that we've been working with over the last 10 years, you know, anybody who goes through the process of going public has to have, you know, patience and thick skin. And somebody like yourself was gone through the S-1 and the registration statements and dealing with the SEC. And then once that's done, you have to deal with FINRA and the 211 and getting a symbol. And when that's done, you have to deal with DTC and DWAC. I mean, there's so many hurdles to overcome, and, and you've done that, and you've gotten to this point in the, uh, in the journey. What made you want to go public, or what made you want to go public this way? Uh, well, first of all, let's not forget we just filed Form 8A, making us a fully reporting company. So that's another hurdle, um, very exciting hurdle. But to answer your question, uh, look, it's all part of a 
part of uh, you know growing up. Uh, if you think about just uh, personal growth, you start with kindergarten, you go to lower school, middle school, high school, then you have entrance exams and so on. And uh, with with a company, I think uh, listing the company is a necessary step in the company's growth, and it ensures that a we are following the growth. B we are raising the necessary funds to continue. Uh, develop new products that uh, the market would require not only six months down the road, but five and 10 years down the road. This is one of the reasons why we listed the company. And and you seem, from the times that we've spoken, you seem to be somebody who is very comfortable um, in the financial markets, um, dealing with capital. Um, you had mentioned sort of a uh, um, business dealings in Japan. You seem to be a bit of a, a world uh, worldwide businessman. Um, tell me, tell me if you can, just a little bit about your background and sort of how you got into uh, into this niche market. Well, um, this particular market is it's actually a pretty interesting story. One of the companies that I run is a Japanese company, and uh, that company has nothing to do with radiation. Uh, it has everything to do with call centers. And uh, in 2011, when we had uh, Obviously, the Fukushima, the you know, the great Tohoku earthquake that led to the Fukushima disaster. Uh, one of the things that I noticed is uh, the Japanese government was not really publishing exactly what the radiation levels are. And the when I wanted to buy the Geiger counter for me and my employees, um, the usually Geiger counter costs about $150, maybe $200. Obviously, the prices went through the roof. We were talking about thousand to two thousand dollars per device which is obviously uh, something that should not be happening anywhere and um, so I talked to my dad who's actually a nuclear scientist uh, he's a nuclear engineer he and he suggested to talk to some of the companies in Russia so um, we started flying to Russia we uh, started uh, looking into a lot of devices in Russia and after a while we started importing quarter um, rod into Japan. Uh, at one point, we became one of the largest importers of Geiger counters in Japan. Wow. And uh, we made sure that the prices, we stabilized the prices, so instead of people trying to take advantage of the calamity or catastrophe that the Japanese uh, were experiencing at that point, we made sure that uh, the product was a stable product supply, there were no price spikes, and everyone had uh, access to the device that was uh, obviously so needed. As for the fear-mongering, we definitely do not want to use fear-mongering as a way to sell our product. A, first of all, fear-mongering is not a creative way to sell the product. It's okay. not a long-term solution. And B, Radiation is something that, you know, is always around us, and it's something that is part of our lives. And uh, instead of making people afraid of it, the, our, the concept here is to make radiation, which is invisible. We want, I mean, our logo is we make radiation visible. We quantify exactly what your exposure is. And the way we are measuring radium gas the same way I think people should be aware as to what uh, what uh, level of radiation they're being exposed to. You know, I think you do. I think you guys do a good job in terms of focusing, as we said, on you know the goal being safety. I personally found it interesting. I'm kind of uh, embarrassed to admit this, but 
I, I read someplace on, uh, on one of your posts about um, that there's radiation um, on airlines. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, frankly, I have seven kids. And uh, so my wife and I, we've, we've gone traveling, we've gone on planes while she's pregnant. And uh, this was years ago, but I, I was not even aware of it. So I'm not, I'm sure I and a lot of people are not even educated about um, some of the places or some of the events that, that this issue would even be relevant. So I think you guys do a very good job in terms of focusing mm -hmm. on, on the safety and the education part of it. Um, let me ask you this, Vic. You, uh, you had mentioned that you guys are unique. Um, what is it that makes your product a little bit different um, than some of the other uh, products that are on, on the market? Uh, sure. Uh, actually, it's a very good question, and this is one of the reasons why we're selling quarter of products is because we are, in fact, different from a lot of other handheld dosimeters out there. And the major difference is it can be summarized as, first of all, we are the people behind designing and manufacturing the product. The, most of them come from a um, scientific background with a specific specific interest in uh, specific qualification, specific, uh, specific interest in uh, radiation or radiation-related uh, radiation related sciences. Okay. Um, many of them, well, as you can tell from my Russian accent, many of the, our designers are Russian. And because of that, um, what's happening uh, because Russia obviously has a very extensive knowledge in uh, nuclear industry, uh, including not only designing of nuclear reactors, but also how to handle with nuclear catastrophes as well. The products that uh, are being designed by Quartorod, first of all, they're based on our know-how from all the uh, nuclear disasters uh, that we already had in former Soviet Union, Russia, including obviously the Chernobyl, as well as the uh, most of the other nuclear disasters that are not really publicized, but that took place in 50s and 60s as well. On top of that, uh, another thing that is very different, that is differentiating us from everyone else, is we, are, we started with the uh, Geiger counters, but we are now expanding into indoor air quality products, and this is where I'm really excited about, because in U.S., the one of the, when uh, when talk about radiation, most of the times people just think about radiant gas, and the radiant gas market is about 3.5 billion dollars a year market. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of manufacturers targeting this market. But unlike us, all those manufacturers are focusing only on radiant gas. And our differentiation is that, first of all, radiant gas not only it's a radioactive, uh, radioactive gas, but it's just part of detecting radiation. Therefore, when other companies are just focusing on indoor air quality, we can provide a wider spectrum of products that is do, uh, detecting radiation, uh, for example, X-ray, gamma, beta, alpha radiation is much harder than just detecting radiant gas. Therefore, we can specialize not only in radiant gas, but all the other spectrum that is not being covered by other companies. And that's what's setting us apart. Interesting. So, so let me ask you this: If you, um, if you're able to tell us, so, so what do you think the the future holds in terms of, let's say, 12 months down the road, 18 18 months down the road, 
Um, you know, are, are you envisioning different types of products or different uses of the existing product? Where do you see, uh, where do you see things in the uh, sort of mid-future? Mid sure. Um, let me just break it down for you into three different categories. First of all, near future, we're talking about six months. And within six months, because we just released our newest version of radon gas detector, um, we definitely see a spike in demand there. So as we continue to produce uh, Geiger counters, we are focusing on uh, increasing our production of radon uh, detection units as well. So this is the immediate future. Within a year, we are releasing a, something called air quality monitor, which is going to be measuring uh, the PM 2.5 uh, pol uh, pollutant particles in the air. So that allows us to expand into uh, non-radiation into this air quality testing market. And within uh, what we are also working on right now, and uh, is uh, you know is the IoT. IoT is everywhere, and we are right now working on our devices being incorporating the IoT 4.0 protocol, so these devices can be can become part of a much larger network. This is uh, the immediate, medium, and the long-term goal for us that we actually is trying to achieve. Well, it sounds like all three of them are uh, are are. Very exciting. Um, I want to thank you for your time, um, for elaborating on a both an industry, a product, and a topic that I and probably a lot of investors or the financial community out there um, is not too familiar with. Again, the symbol is Q-U-R-T. Vic, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to having you back uh, in the future and uh, giving us some good updates. Thank you, Seth.